So it is, Luke chapter 2, and it is verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem, whose name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. Remember I said to you at the beginning of the program that I would be sharing about the consolation of Israel? Well, Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit, was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them, and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. The Consolation of Israel Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, was upon him. There are different people who are identified in the Advent story, and this is one of them, a significant man in that day, a man called Simeon. And the Holy Spirit has distinguished this man as a man of uh, singular godliness. He spent much time in the temple, the house of God, and he was no doubt a very devout Jew. And he fills a very vital role in the Scriptures here and brings to the Christian story and the Christmas story all the glory that we find in those verses. He is a man of adult years. Doesn't necessarily tell us that he was an elderly man, though he may have been, uh, because he speaks about wanting to depart, uh, to die, seeing that he has now met the Messiah. But whatever age he was, it's important to know that Jesus Christ is relevant to every person, whatever age you are in life. Maybe you're elderly. Maybe you're younger. But all ages rejoice in the gift of a Savior uh, who is Christ the Lord. What about Simeon's expectation? Well, we read about that in verse 25, and I've read it to you as my master text today. There were many people who were waiting for the Jewish Messiah. They had perused the prophecies. They had followed the events in Old Testament times, all in an effort to unlock the treasure of the Old Testament— And that is, when would the Messiah come? What would he be like? Where would he appear? And, of course, the prophets tell us much about that as we read through the Old Testament Scriptures. Simeon was one of those who would have been a a very devout and uh, 
consistent reader of the Old Testament scriptures, and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And praise God, when you're waiting for Jesus Christ, you couldn't be waiting for anyone who could bring more consolation to your life than this one. It was common for Jewish people to pray, May I see the consolation of Israel. Undoubtedly, Simeon would have prayed that prayer. May I see the consolation of Israel. You know, someone has said, it is important to see God's salvation, namely Jesus Christ, to see God's salvation before we see death. After having seen the young child, Simeon said, Now, Lord, let thy servant depart in peace, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. How wonderful it is when people, by faith, even today, see the Lord Jesus and trust in him. And when the time comes for them to pass from this world to eternity and into God's eternal heaven, they pass over the river of death with the consolations of the presence of Jesus Christ. You cannot have that unless you have already known him as the consolation of your heart, the one who brings peace, the one who brings pardon, the one who brings his own divine presence into your life. With reference to this lovely title, The Consolation of Israel, the Lord Jesus Christ came to give the Jewish people clearer light. What a blessing it was when Isaiah said, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light, and they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. And you know, friends, today, the coming of the Lord Jesus was the beginning of a new horizon. The Bible speaks about the horizoning of Jesus Christ, how he came into the world, and a new horizon broke loose, and the sun came up. And thank God today for the sunlight of the Son of God. And thank God today he brings light wherever he is, and light brings consolation. The mystery that surrounded the Old Testament was removed, and the day star, yes, that's another beautiful name for this glorious person, the day star. The day star has arisen. I wonder, has the day star arisen in your heart? I wonder today, has the light of the gospel of Jesus uh, been birthed into your heart, and you've come to know him as your personal Savior? Yes, the consolation that he brought to the Jewish people in that they moved from darkness to light in the birth and the coming of Jesus Christ. That was, of course, if they would trust him. He came also to deliver them from the yoke of ceremonial law. What a consolation that was. Yes, the law in itself was good and perfect and upright, and yet the Bible says it was a a heavy burden. It could bring and pronounce judgment and bring a sense of guilt and condemnation, but it couldn't bring pardon. And whilst they did all that they did and gave their ritualism uh, such a high priority right throughout Old Testament times in the offerings of sacrifices, the shadow could never be equal to that which it would give place to. 
because the shadow was the preparation for him who would come and be the substance, and the lambs of Old Testament history and sacrifice would all have their fulfillment in him who is the Lamb of God. The law was a shadow, says the Bible, of good things to come. And what was the good thing to come? Well, God said, I will put my laws into their hearts. It would become a heart religion. Rather than ritual, it would become reality. The extents of the law, what was the extent of the law? Every priest standing daily in the temple, ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But what's the consolation of the Messiah? Well, it is that this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down at the right hand of God. As the consolation of Israel, he was Israel's awaited comforter in that he would establish a universal kingdom. Now, they may have seen him as a great king coming to set up a kingdom that would unshackle them from Roman dominion and authority. But his kingdom is far superior to that. That was a transition period in history. All the empires of this earthly life and history come for a little while and then pass away. But what about his? Well, Isaiah the prophet says, The government shall be upon his shoulder. His kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom. He must reign, said the Apostle Paul, until he has put all his enemies under his feet. In fact, in the Old Testament scriptures in Genesis chapter 49, Jacob speaks about Judah. And of course, not speaking about Judah as his uh, immediate son and his birth son, but he's speaking about the one who would be of the tribe of Judah. And he said, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come. What in the world is that all about? Well, it's a prophecy that when Jesus would come, it would be the revelation of the one that Judah represented. Shiloh is peace, and he is the prince of peace. And the prophetic language of dying Jacob concerning the Lord Jesus Christ as the king is found right here in Genesis 49 and verse 10. Why, my dear friends, this is why the people were so jubilant on the day when he entered into Jerusalem in this triumphal entry. They thought he had come to set them free, but he did. He came to set them free from their own slavery, in their own hearts. And how could he do that? Not by accepting a golden crown, but by being the wearer of a crown of thorns, by being a sacrificial offering, and by being a redeemer. And that meant giving his life at Calvary's cross, just outside Jerusalem's walls. Well, the Lord Jesus Christ is the consolation of Israel, and he's the consolation of his people in this day and age. How does he bring consolation to our hearts? Well, he does it by coming to give us full and free redemption. There is no peace, says my Lord, and the Bible says to the wicked. They are like the troubled sea that casts up mire and dirt. But the consolation of Jesus Christ is that he gives his peace and he gives reconciliation and he came to make peace and he bought peace through the blood of his cross 
Have you got reconciled to God? Are you at peace with him? Do you know this day the peace and joy of sins forgiven? He also brings his consolation through the ministry of the Comforter. And thank God today for the blessed Holy Spirit who has come in Jesus' place to comfort our hearts, to live within us, and that all over the world today there are millions of those who have been purchased by the precious blood of Jesus Christ and who have the Spirit of God dwelling within their hearts. And it doesn't matter where they are or the circumstances they are in, whether it is the church in the free world or the church going through persecution, the Comforter has come to abide. And he is right there with his people today. And I don't know what tribulations or trials you may be going through, but I know that this day he is there and he says, I have come to abide with you forever. What a consolation that is. There is, of course, the consolation of his coming again. I know that we're living in very remarkable days, days of great opportunity, but days of great wickedness. Everything around us today is indicative of the imminent return of Jesus Christ. He did say, I will come again. That was a consolation to his disciples when he said that to them in John chapter 14. But it's a consolation that remains with all those who have come to Jesus Christ, that one day he's coming back again. I have got friends who thought they would live until Jesus would come, but they have died. They are now resting in earth until that day when soul and body will be reunited in a glorious resurrection. But there are many today who are living in our world, and we may be the very people who are alive when Jesus comes. And we will go through a change equal to death and resurrection and receive glorified bodies, and we will rise to meet him in the air. Oh, the consolation of knowing that one day we will see him face to face. Have you got the consolation that Jesus brings? Do you enjoy the presence of the Comforter, controlling and ruling your life? I pray that as we go forward into the new year, that we will take with us the consolation that he brings, that he will be always to us the consoler of our hearts. And even if we should go through bereavement or some very, very difficult uh, news that we receive in the year to come, that the consolation of the Lord Jesus Christ, the true Messiah, the Son of God, will constantly keep our hearts and minds, because the Bible says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee.